What's up, everybody? My name is Chris Green, and I'm your host for the Unconquerable Souls podcast. And today, we're going to talk, uh, talk to the law enforcement professionals out there. We're going to talk to all you coppers, and I want to talk to all you uh, administrators at these agencies around here. And I am going to address what I think uh, one of the big problems is and how it can be fixed. Now, those of you uh, law enforcement professionals out there that know me, uh, for those of you guys that I used to work with, who I've come in contact with, and you know me uh, fairly well, and you haven't seen me in a while, this is going to be nothing new, and I'm sure you've missed my rants and raves, especially when I get passionate about something. And those who don't know me, buckle up, because guess what? We're going on a ride. For those who don't know me, I spent a little over 12 years in law enforcement, and I filled positions in patrol, and a, a canine, and traffic enforcement, and I was a coach. And I taught defensive tactics. I was a survival skills instructor, so I taught officer safety, defensive tactics, the hand-to-hand stuff, the taser, the OC spray, the use of force, case law, um, all that stuff. Building searches, traffic stops, everything. And um, I left law enforcement in 2015 to work on my own health, to work on my marriage. Things were kind of falling apart uh, because I fell into some ruts, and we're going to talk about that in another podcast. But uh, I, I did it so that way I could really improve my life. So in the process of leaving law enforcement, I started the Invictus Defense Academy here in Beaverton, Oregon. And one of my biggest reasons for starting Invictus Defense Academy and one of my biggest reasons for taking my expertise in Krav Maga public was to help you. I did this specifically for you. Now, I love teaching civilians and I love teaching members of our community. I think that it's I think it's a, a worthwhile endeavor to reach out to as many people in the community as I can with Krav Maga, but I did this to help provide you more training and more tools that will make sure that you go home at night. Because I've taught the agency curriculums and I've taught uh, academies and I'll tell you right now, it's not enough and you all fucking know it. Don't fucking lie to yourself. And administrators, don't lie and say that you think that it's sufficient. You only think that it's sufficient because it's meeting a budget requirement. I want you to put yourself back into a patrol car for a second. Take that brass off your collar, put yourself back into a patrol car for a second, and really think, is this sufficient? Is this really going to help me get my job done safely? Is this going to help me get back to my family? We all know that our agencies lack money, they lack resources, they lack time, they lack personnel and the list goes on and on and on and this is not this is to no fault of any one person in the agency this is no one fault of anyone in the entire city county or state government it's just the way it is we're doing everything we can to protect our communities with little to no resources or just the bare bones i don't know about all you guys or or your agencies but where i came from Working a patrol shift with a minimum number of bodies was a daily occurrence, if not under those minimums. And I guess what I what I would like to say to the community is don't don't let that scare you, because cops are masters of doing more with less. We do it, and we do it with a happy heart, because the awesome thing about cops is that they love taking on big challenges. The amount of paperwork sucks. And yeah, they bitch and moan and complain about certain things. But you don't see cops going on strike or picketing. You don't see them going public about the working conditions or the lack of support from their 
admin or from the command staff or from the community, you know, they know that it's a thankless job and they do it anyway. They go forth and take on whatever the world can throw at them. They get out of bed knowing damn well that every day that they leave for work could be their last day on the face of this planet and they do it anyway. How fucking awesome is that? How selfless is that? Anyways, I digress. But this really is geared for you coppers out there. And I'm going to you know, go a little bit high on the right on you guys. Because you fucking need it. And I'm passionate about making sure you get home. There is nothing more painful for me, or for any other cop for that matter, than seeing a flag get handed over to a widow. And somebody's badge get presented to their kid. I mean, nothing will tear out a cop's heart than having to witness that or hear those fucking bagpipes. So I'm going to tell you that you're not doing enough and your agency isn't doing enough to make sure you get home. I'm not speaking for every agency, nor do I have the carnal knowledge of every agency's training methods, budget, or requirements. But what I can say is that after a dozen years of working patrol and patrol functions, teaching defensive tactics and watching other cops via cop shows and the interwebs and through the studies that we did when we were getting ready to put on uh, you know, classes such as complacency or officer safety, I can tell you that many of you don't train with your hands nearly enough. And we don't train with our guns nearly enough either. If we're going to be completely honest with ourselves, we aren't training enough with our handguns, our rifles, our shotguns, or any of our defensive tools enough. 50 rounds for a qualification and hopefully 100 uh, more rounds for some basic drills, which is the budget for many agencies, is not enough. Just like the amount of defensive hand-to-hand -hand tactics that you get aren't enough. Spoiler alert, the agency that I came from was very, very blessed to have a pre-academy. We were able to take in recruits and teach them all the basics to get them out on the road into their field training before they even went down to uh, Salem, and um, which was where our state academy is. And in that time frame, you know, we only got a week, one week. To get these recruits who have probably never been in a fist fight, never been in any sort of confrontation, and get them to go take on the ugliest, most meanest, most violent people on the face of the planet and do it with confidence. Are you kidding? A week? You know, we're, we're taking these people and we're making them into warriors in an eight-week process, and then we send them down to the State Academy where they're only really going to get five or six more days of defensive tactics because when you calculate it all in, you still got to have driving. You got to have the, the, the range where you're going to have another five days of pistol stuff. You got to do case law. You got to do criminal law. You got to do civil law. You got to do scenarios. You got to do DUI stuff. You got to do traffic law. There's so much mental health, community resources, cultural diversity, everything. There's so much that goes into police training that people don't realize that use of force and, you know, defensive tactics is really just one piece of the pie. It's a very important piece because that's the piece that's going to get you home. That's the piece that's going to get you to go back in your front door every night after shift to kiss your loved ones and put your head back down on your own pillow. That's the part. That's the piece of the pie that I am the most passionate about. I'm passionate about the whole thing. But I am the most passionate about that one little piece.
you know, I've watched it on the mats teaching staff and teaching recruits, and I've been a role player, so I put on the padded suit and stuff like that during uh, Consan, which is confrontation simulation where we put on this big padded suit we we run scripted uh scenarios for cops for those of you who don't know what i'm talking about but i've been a role player during consim and i've watched cops revert to the polyester pile basically just a bunch of cops jumping on one dude and just weigh them down and wear them out until somebody can get handcuffs on them and other energy wasting and useless tactics that are getting cops injured and they're getting him injured at record rates and usually causing you to use more force than what's necessary in many cases. By, and it's all because of your lack of physical skills. Now, I'm not one to criticize cops for their use of force decisions. We've had some justified shootings in, in this nation, and those justified shootings have gotten demonized by the press and the public, and others um, haven't even made a blip on the radar. We've also seen some really horrible shoots and cops lose everything because they made really poor decisions and they had poor decision-making training and methods and practices and mindsets. Now, we've also seen some really good uses of hand-to-hand -hand tactics and we've also seen some very poor ones. It all comes down to the individual case for sure. But wouldn't you like to be the one who trains and is so confident with your skills that you can get away with using less force than what is needed? Wouldn't you like to go and show the community that we don't want to use physical force, but when we do, we do it well. And it will be swift and cause less injury to the officer and hopefully even less injury to the suspect. Wouldn't you like to have the physical capability and keep from having to be on light duty and do all the desk stuff simply because a, a, a simple scrap with a, a warrant suspect or a DUI has busted you up. I don't know how many cops I know have gotten into a, a very light uh, you know, scrap with someone trying to wrestle someone into handcuffs and all of a sudden, boom, torn ACL, boom, you know, busted out knee, bam, bad elbow, bad shoulder. And it's stuff that should not be getting you injured, guys. Or they're, they're getting into these simple scraps and they're just breathing, they're huffing and puffing they, you know, because they don't have the stress inoculation, nor do they have the physical endurance to withstand a simple scrap like that. You're carrying around 30 extra pounds of lightweight shit, guys. You know, you need to have the physical capability to not only carry that stuff around, but then also to go and exert yourself in a way that assures your victory so that you can go home. The answer is pretty simple. You need to train. And you can't always rely on your agency defensive tactics program. For example, I know of a couple programs out there that are very MMA based and jujitsu based. It, uh, they're good programs, um, but they're very basic and it does get the job done. It's good to take someone who knows absolutely nothing and it's good to feed them that. Uh, because it is a good foundation to start with. However, there's holes in those programs uh, and I can point a lot of them out in, in numerous areas and those holes open the officers up to injury if they don't train uh, the system enough. And, you know, you got to ask yourself, are you training for reality? No. I can tell you unequivocally that you aren't because CONSAM is great and you get to blend your decision-making skills with the use of force options 
Uh, but in the end, the role player has a set script that they have to follow, which minimizes risk to both the role player and the officer in the scenario. And it's geared to get the role, the the uh, the the officer in the scenario to execute a, a predetermined task. It's kind of scripted out. We want them to use X, Y, Z force option, and so we script that in a way, and the role player acts in a way that forces that that particular decision making. It's a script, and we all know it very well. You know, are you training? what is really happening right now are you prepared you know for are you prepared for what's going to happen tomorrow on shift or are you training simply based on what the flavor of the courts is right now that's something that you have to ask yourself this is something that the administrator has to ask themselves are we training to make sure our troops come home or are we training to you know make sure that we don't hurt anybody's feelings you know, to the agency command staff, don't you want to lawyer, lower uh, the liability rate, you know, to be subject to ex- ex- uh, excessive use of force claims? Don't you want to lower that? Do you want a healthier staff? Do you want healthier troops? Do you want, you know, do you want, do you want realize that healthier troops lead to happier troops? Do you realize that motivating your troops to seek out additional training and even even offering maybe incentives if you can. I mean, I'm not saying you have to, but if you can offer some sort of incentive to get them into train, will ultimately make them better at their jobs and keep them alive and keep them uninjured. I don't know about you, uh, but I hate watching flag presentations at Officer Down Memorials. I, I absolutely fucking hate it. And I'm pretty sure all of you chiefs of police out there and you and the sheriffs that have been elected by their community, you don't like doing them either because you're the one who has to hand that flag over. So why don't we work together on this one? Next, all you individual troopers out there, you, you, you cops out there, right? I have talked to a lot of people about coming in and training or finding... Even when I'm out of town and I'm, I'm meeting cops from other other regions, I'm like, hey, I know this great Krav Maga school, or I know of the, these people over here that can help you, you know, get better, get in better shape, you know, better with your tools, better with your skills. And a lot of them are like, no, I'm good. You know how much that angers me? One, you're really not that good, okay? It wasn't until I got out of law enforcement that I went, I looked back at it and I go, ooh, I really was not that as good a fighting as I thought I was. And, you know, we've all been in those scenarios where the fight's gotten pretty scary. It's gotten pretty hairy, right? So it angers me when I go, hey guys, you should think about training more. And they're like, no. And they come up with every fucking excuse in the book as to why they can't or won't train. And I'm like, why? I understand that, you know, your time is limited and you, when you're off work, you don't want to think about work. You don't want to train work. You don't want to do anything work related. I get that. I've been in that position, but at the same time, I also got to think being at home and being able to come home is the most important mission. That is my mission, is to come home and to be a husband and to be a father and to watch my son grow up. And, um, you know, now that, you know, my niece has moved in with us, you know, to, to, to watch her grow and continue her life and to be 
a loving and supportive husband and to be there for my wife and to support and, and provide for her, right? That's what we do this for. We do this to provide for our families and we do this to kind of be our family's superhero. But we can't do that if we're dead. And I hate to get all dark about it, guys, but we can't. You know, I've heard, you know, on my days off, I'm just so tired. Well, you know why you're tired? Because you're out of shape. Get off your ass and get in the gym and let's start working out. Let's pick up some heavy things. Or, I don't know, like, I just don't want to think about work when I'm, when I'm not at work, when I'm on my days off. Cool. You don't have to think about work while you're training. Just train for the enjoyment of training. Train because you love learning new techniques, because you love learning. Train because you know that it's going to make you healthier, which is going to make you happier, right? It's like the whole exercise, you know, makes endorphins. Endorphins makes you happy, you know, so exercise, therefore, makes you happy. Well, yeah. And I, you know, for all of you guys going to 24-hour fitness, that's awesome, but I almost guarantee none of you guys are pressing yourselves hard enough. And I've watched a lot of young cops come in who are young and not married and, they're single and they're, they got a lot of time on their hands and they've got the they've got the cut you know cut bodies and stuff like that. But as soon as a cop gets married, boom, here comes the weight. You know, I I didn't realize how overweight a lot of my friends at my at my agency were until I started seeing them after I left. And I'm like, guys, this is this is a problem. You know, you need to be able to do your job and you need to be able to do your job so effectively that it you you don't get tired you know you don't you know you can minimize your risk of injury and health problems if you just stayed in freaking shape and there's even fbi studies out there and force science uh, institute has has talked about them and stuff like that where you know they've asked criminals you know why did you pick a fight with this cop why didn't you fight this cop and a lot of it comes down to you know they look at you know, criminals will look at you and they'll go, I'm not going to pick a fight with that guy because he knows what the fuck he's doing. He looks like he can take care of himself. I'm not going to do it. But if you're overweight and you're out of shape and they see that, game on. They're going to make you work for it. And I don't want to see you have to work for it. I would rather see you get compliance out of people because they they see that you you can you can take care of yourself. I'm not saying physically intimidate people, but what I'm saying is they know that you can take care of yourself but so they don't even want to take the shot. They don't want to even want to chance it. That's the goal here. And in the end, how many of you guys you go home and you're tired? How many of you really have enough energy to go run around with your kids? How many of you have enough energy to go run around and do errands with your wife or do all the the date night stuff? without feeling completely worn out because I can tell you right now that when I was still working the road on my days off I was wore the freak out I would come home my son would want to play and it was just it would take so much energy to continue to play with him and my wife would want to go out on date night or she would want to go out and you know go shopping or go get xyz errands done and I just had no energy I had zero because I spent all of my energy at work being vigilant. I had spent all of my energy at work putting you know out all the knowledge that I could, you know, when teaching. I put out all of my energy trying to make my canine work better. Wouldn't you like to have more energy when you're at home? Wouldn't you like to be that happier and healthier husband or father or mother or wife, whatever the case may be? 
you know, you can lead these kinds of lives, but it comes down to taking care of yourself. It comes down to taking care of what you know you need to take care of. This doesn't just apply to defensive tactics. This doesn't just apply to fighting. It applies to everything health-related. But when it comes down to saving your ass and saving your life and making sure that you go home and making sure your district partner goes home and making sure all your buddies go home, which is the main goal of every freaking shift, you you have got to have the physical skills. You've got to have it. If you don't, people get hurt. And we all know it. And we just... Sometimes we just don't want to accept that. And it's sad. So I'm going to wrap this up and I'm going to tell you right now. You have an option here. You have the ability to make your life happier, healthier. You have the opportunity to get more energy. You have the more you have the opportunity to feel more confident in your physical skills. And if you take the time, you, you, you dedicate just a couple hours to yourself, right? You just make it you time, right? When I was, when it, when I was working, I had a couple hours, you know, uh, of the week that I said, this is Chris time. This is for me and me only. Nobody else leave me alone. And that's when I went down to the gym and that's when I trained. And that's when I trained Krav Maga and that's when I lifted my weights and that's when I did all this. You know, this is this is how I trained to get to the level that I'm at. Is I did it to make sure that I was happier and healthier. And in, along the way, I picked up a lot of great and useful skills that helped me on the road. Cops who train, cops who are confident in their skills, they get injured less. They have less use of force. I mean, the, the, there's the studies are out there, guys, and. I want to see every one of you go home safe at night. That is the goal. And I do this because I love you. I love every single one of you. I may not have met you yet, but if you strap on a vest and a badge and a gun and you work in the jail or you work on the road, you are my brother and I love you because I know exactly what you're going through and I know exactly how you feel right now. So get into the gym, start training. If you want recommendations on you know, where to train, you want recommendations on, you know, how to get involved with Krav Maga or what you should train, train Krav Maga Jiu-Jitsu, go train, you know, at a good Muay Thai gym, go train, you know, CrossFit for for Christ's sake, I don't care, just get up and train and get stronger, gain the skills that you need to make sure that you go home safe at night, if you need help with that, you hit me up, you know, we'll put my email in the show notes, Click on my email, send me an email, and I will make sure that I find the best facility in your area, and uh, we'll make sure that you start a, a good road, a good path to successful training and, and to, to a, a happier and healthier life. Administrators, I suggest that you guys go out and you find good Krav Maga, good jujitsu, and I suggest that you go out there and you you really vet those instructors. And what you do is you work a deal with those eight, the, with those uh, companies to offer your 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 troopers your troops incentives to go in and train. You know, Invictus Defense Academy offers a twenty percent discount to any public safety that's active or reserve, law enforcement, fire, EMS, military. And uh, and fully retired 
law enforcement, fire, EMS, military. So we offer that discount because we understand the sacrifices that you guys are making. So if you're not in the Beaverton you know, area, cool. Go out, find a good Krav Maga school. Again, if you don't know what to look for, email me and I will help you out. But go out there and find those locations and you know try to you know work something with them to get your guys in there and and motivate them truly motivate them to get out there and train because again the mission is not only to protect our communities the mission is not only to go out and do good by the people who who pay us and who 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 pay their taxes and who demand so much of us but the mission is also to go home safe at night and to make sure that we live long, happy, and healthy lives. And we do this best by training. We do this best by taking on the right mindset and disciplining ourselves to go out and do it. That's why we do these things. So if you're an administrator and you need help looking for a, a gym or you need help looking for a location near you, by all means, uh, my email's in the show notes. If you are a cop and you need help, by all means, again, hit me up. Send me an email. Let me know where you're from, and I will make sure that I find you only the best Krav Maga, and I will find you only the best uh, places to go train uh, in your area. If you have nothing in your area, I have other resources for you, and I would be more than happy to uh, find ways to help you out. Um, And that's something that we can touch touch on uh, later. But again, so for you civilians out there that are listening, um, you know, hopefully this is a good insight to what is going on in the law enforcement community. You know, we have these high expectations of our police, and it's great to have those high expectations because cops do need to be held accountable for their actions, and they need to be held to an expectation that they are going to do the absolute best for us in the community. But you guys also need to understand that some of those expectations need to be a little more realistic. And what I mean by that is understand that agencies don't have the time, nor do they have the resources, nor do they have the money or the personnel to constantly be training and be at the level that you all think that you're that they are at. I've given talks at universities. I've given talks at high schools. I've given talks at corporations about what the state of law enforcement in the United States is and a lot of them don't understand that there's an eight-week pre-academy. And this is not every the, every agency, but my agency that I came from, we had an eight-week pre-academy. And one week was def- dedicated to defensive tactics. One week was dedicated to the range. The others were case law, policy, procedure, DUI stuff, you know, driving, all, that, all the other stuff that encompasses uh, patrol. And then when you go to the state academy... You know, you only get about five days and they're in four hour blocks. And, you know, you're so you're essentially given one week to attain all the skills necessarily to go out and, you know, take on every type of bad guy out there. So having high expectations of your police is fantastic, but let's have some realistic expectations that they are not given the tools necessary all the time. To perform at the level that you you expect, there's an unrealistic expectation uh, of what police can do and they can't do. And um, I would love to help educate you guys on what's possible and what's not. 
in the end, our police are working their ass off every day. And again, if you wear a badge and you strap on a vest and you strap on a gun, and whether you work in the jail or on patrol, just know that I love you. And I will do everything I possibly can to support you. And I will do everything I possibly can to get you the resources to make sure you go home at night. Because there's nothing more important to me than making sure all of us go home safe and that all of us live a long, happy, and healthy life. So until next time, guys, leave us a review. And uh, that way we can uh, go up the, up the up the charts in iTunes. And uh, if you guys have any questions, please hit me up in my email down in the show notes. And I look forward to hearing you guys, uh, hearing from you guys uh, later. So until then, train hard, train smart, become Invicted.